You're listening to the Mind Made Wrong podcast, presented by Steel Maggie, episode number 35. are you? I am great. How are you? <laughs> I am fantastic. Please introduce yourself. All right. Hi, I'm George Brandt and uh, stream Roman Holiday, my new EP on all social media platforms. I'm going to do a shameless self plug right there. Right off the bat. I love it. This is what we need to do, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is what we got to do. And this is who I am. And this is what you got to do. That's it. That's it. That's all. That's all we want. That's all. Yeah. We, that's all we want is fame <laughs> <laughs> love it I, yes. just, I just throw back immediately gaga fame she said it best queen <laughs> goddess got god ga uh-huh. <laughs> i also love godney <laughs> Brittany. Oh <my> god, yes. <laughs> it's amazing um all right so george please tell us exactly where we can find you on social media before we get into anything else yeah so i am on instagram it's george double underscore brandt um and then i do if you still use facebook um i have a facebook page as well george uh under george brandt under george brandt i i have a facebook page as well um it is not by no means active um (laughs) but i still get people like random likes like randomly and i'm like i have not posted since maybe may of this year it's like i don't it's it's not active and i really want to correct that but i don't know how yeah i have mine set up so that anytime i post on instagram it also goes to facebook so it's kind of like a double double edged sword yeah 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 oh not a double edged sword but no i know what you said i I know what you said two things i kill two birds with one stone it's kind of what i do (laughs) i used to have a twitter and an instagram like that from my whatever post on instagram would go to twitter but i stopped that because it was like just linking it and i was like but i want the picture yeah yeah no that that happens that's why i don't have it connected to twitter yeah yeah that's the thing like the was called if this then that and it was Mm -hmm. was supposed to post from instagram to twitter yeah like literally to twitter the picture and it wasn't working like that so i had to cut that out yeah 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 yeah. anyway we can find you on all those social media platforms and we will say that at the end as well and it'll be in the description box when it's on youtube hello and um it will also be on the description box for wherever you stream your podcasts like mine made wrong hello i am steel maggie i did not get to say that because you were fabulous i love it it's, lo- it's, it's no one needs to know who i am okay <laughs> all right so let's just get into it i want to hear we want to hear um your origin story how did george brandt become George Brandt. Yeah, so I grew up in a small town in northern Indiana, um, and I actually didn't think about pursuing a career in music until my senior year of high school. Um, I mean, I had always written songs, and 
you know, did my own little garage band recordings of them, but I actually was going to pursue film. And that's, I came out to California, to LA, my junior year to go to some film schools. And once I was at those film schools, I realized that uh, that was not something that I wanted to pursue (laughs) necessarily. (laughs) And uh, I realized, actually, the thing that I like about films is the music that's put into films. And so I love, like, I still love to make films, but it was definitely more about the music for me. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, why am I not just going for music? And that's really what brought me to the conclusion of uh, wanting a career being a songwriter Mm -hmm. and a composer and honestly a pop star. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? Mm -hmm. See, there's the bird. Yes. Everyone who watches these and everyone who's watches these interviews knows that there's going to be a bird. bird But if you're, if if you are live, like with me in my house, there's going to be a bird at Mm. some point, (laughs) but the bird. All right. Uh, So what made you come out here? Like to be out here, just you're in California now. Oh, um, honestly, I had such a, I had such a, um, like yearning for something different. And I knew that that I had a bigger calling than where I was at. Um, And it just, it kind of led me here and everything worked out to bring me out here. And that's pretty much what I've done ever since is just listen to the the little voice in here telling, you know, urging me to go forward in this or that direction. You know, that's pretty much what I listen to. Okay, let's talk mm-hmm. about that little voice when it comes okay. to your songwriting mm-hmm. and your recent projects. What happened? Um, how did you realize that um, you could write well? Because that's one of that's one of the things I've been um, talking mm-hmm. to songwriters about is that what what made you understand and kind of know in your heart? Was it that little voice that you can actually make a career out of this? Um. You know, I actually don't have that confidence. As a songwriter, I don't don't really have the confidence that I am good at it. I think I just, I mean, I guess I am because people listen to my stuff and people tell me that I am, but that's something that I really struggle with is having confidence in my art and in myself because I, I don't feel like I like I don't feel like I am the type of songwriter like you see Lana Del Rey and you think she's a songwriter or like um, John Lennon or Leonard Cohen like all of those people I wouldn't like I don't know I don't feel that way about myself (laughs) like I guess (laughs) I don't know I mean I know that I can write and I can you know make I'm really good at writing hooks and and melodies and stuff like that but yeah, I often doubt my songwriting a lot and I'm working on that. I'm working on my confidence in myself. I got you there. Yeah. Um, that's, I'm sorry I threw you off guard with that question. No, that's totally fine. I mean, it's like, yeah, no, it's totally fine. This is a podcast not just about mental health, but also about creativity mm-hmm. um, and how that plays into our mental health and how they have their their relationship. They have a very direct you know, correlation. Um, so part of that is I want to know how the artists I interview um, 
how they see themselves and how they see themselves as the, um, you know, the gods and goddesses of their own creativity, you mm-hmm. know, um, what, who's your muse? What is your muse? Oh my gosh. Um, you have to be any artist really. Um, it's just, I'm actually taking this interview a different, a different direction yeah. at first. I'm moving, I'm moving differently. I'm moving differently today, folks. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> my muse. Um, I often like, I find my best writing comes from the past, um, and history, um, especially my own <laughs> history. Um, I am very, I'm such a nostalgic person. Like I love that aesthetic of, you know, nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I often am inspired by like the, the whole, like, you know, cause there is really like an aesthetic of high school and like teenage years. And, um, I'm really drawn to that when I write, um, because I think about how I felt at that age, um, and the music that I listened to at that age. And I try to capture all of those feelings again, because I often struggle with the fact that I am getting older. I am not, I would not say that I am old. Absolutely I am not. years old, <laughs> but, but I mean, I am like, I'm not 17 and that's like the age that sometimes I feel like I am frozen in time at. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like a lot of the experiences that I draw upon. So I would say that that is my muse is the past and, uh, yeah, really just trying to get, get back the time sometimes, uh, which is where a lot of my newer projects that I'm working on are really coming from is that point in time. Um, even if it wasn't my life, like just looking at an old picture and trying to make a story out of like an old picture that you see from like the 70s or wow oh my gosh what I try and what a what what a what a um a story starter that's a that's a fire starter that's a trick I'm gonna use that I'm gonna use that like write a song about like a picture you know when I was or what's happening in that picture yeah Yeah. when I was when I was little like elementary school (laughs) I would I would write stories just from nothing like just looking at pictures and I'm a very visual person and so that's where a lot of my songwriting came from was writing stories and writing just like little like paragraphs of of stuff but yeah that's where that's where my songwriting really comes from you know i think that's where you kind of thought that maybe you wanted to go to film school yeah. because it sounds and when okay so you first you have to listen to to his music because it's so cinematic and it's so dramatic. It's just like me. It's just like my shit. If you like my shit, which you do, then you're going to like, <laughs> then you will like George Brandt's beautiful music. Um, but I, I think that's, you know, you write so cinematically and you were writing those stories and you tell a story with your music. That's exactly how I write. I love that's how you write because it's like, that's exactly how I write. There's an entire, like, narrative behind everything whether it's like something that I've dreamt up or something that has come from the past or some or a marriage of the two um so what would you say is from your uh from Roman Holiday Mm -hmm. your most personal song oh man uh Roman Holiday well okay the title track perfect track um because when I was writing all of the songs and putting them together in this 
project that I wanted to do, I didn't even have Roman Holiday at the time. Like, I didn't know what it was going to be called. I didn't know what it was going to be about. And one day I sat down and I was feeling very um, raw. Mm -hmm. And I wrote this song. You know, I wrote Roman Holiday. And that it just, like, clicked that this is going to be, like, the title of the EP. And this is going to be what it's going to be centered around because, um, like, it really just encapsulates everything that I was going through with all of these other songs that I wrote. Like, Mm -hmm. all of them can be defined by this one, like, word, Roman holiday. Like, it's, the definition is getting pleasure out of somebody else's pain. And it's like, I really resonate with that. Um, (laughs) I really resonate with that. Um, And then also it's, like, kind of a cool thing because people who are listening are kind of getting pleasure out of the pain that I've experienced. So it's like, I was doing a double thing right there. Oh, yeah. you did it. You did it on. That's <laughs> what I was trying to do. But uh, yeah, so that's my most personal one because it's not just about one specific thing. It's kind of about all of my feelings um, about different situations, about growing up, about heartbreak, about um, family problems, about, you know, internal feelings like it's all of that into one song and so I would say that that's my most personal to date perfect okay let's talk about um if you will some of those themes so um what was what's the most central theme in um that comes from either the family trouble or the mental health or in that pushed you to write um, put all of those feelings into that one song can we talk about that yeah Um, it was really the driving force of that was leaving home and journeying onto uncharted territory that is LA (laughs) and being by yourself moving across the country without anything and without anybody, um, is just such a like hard thing to do that I didn't realize, um, until I came out here. And it just, I got hit in the face with life pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the driving force is being on your own, losing everything and having to rebuild yourself from having nothing to where I'm at now, which is, I mean, I don't have everything, but like I am the progress from where I was to where I am now is just, I look back and it's amazing to me that I even survived what I was going through because having nobody and having nothing really took a toll on my mental health. Like I thought I was messed up when I lived back home and I thought my, my mind was made wrong. A little 17 year old. (laughs) And then I moved out here right after graduating high school. And it just, all of those were like amplified. And so, you know, that was pretty much the driving force was, was leaving. (laughs) You know, transplanting it yourself, your entire life at such a young age. Um, that's our, you can do that at any time in your life. It's going to be dramatic. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you just literally, you know, went from almost one side of the coast to another, (laughs) um, from a a small town, Mm -hmm. you said to this 
fucking jungle, you know, <laughs> that is absolutely bananas and crazy. I mean, it's bananas and crazy. Like it can be, you can find bananas and craziness uh, anywhere, yeah. but here it's, it's, um, it's just much more amplified. Like you said, I love that word. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. Cause you know, it's, you're right. You can find, you know, craziness anywhere you go, but it's so different everywhere that you go because I am dealing with a different crowd. I am dealing with things that I didn't have to deal with back home. Like there is sort of a hospitality Mm -hmm. in Indiana that, or in the Midwest in general, that you definitely don't get out here. Like people don't care about you out here. Mm -hmm. And that's the hardest thing, um, especially coming from the Midwest where you don't actually realize how nice people are to each other, even though there are, you know, you know, Shitty people, conservative yeah. people that uh, have really loud <laughs> yeah. opinions um, about you know everything, but there is also that sort of neighborly love that you get. Um, but yeah, so that's a huge, a huge thing is learning how to deal with you know not being important <laughs> right. to anybody yeah. like yeah. it's just you are nothing Whew. yeah it's it's very hard you had to become important to yourself and yeah. um something that I'm really learning and um I can't begin to stress the importance of is identity and being so solid in your own identity and you really got a school of hard knocks mm-hmm. when it came to that it, like 17. If, if I had gotten that, I would just be like, kind of like just flat on my face, to be yeah. honest. Um, can you tell, can you tell us a little bit about um, what your identity looks like now? Like, who would you say you are? And I'm sorry, I realize oh I'm going completely off book from what we talked <laughs> no, about. Okay. I have guys, the guys, everyone knows I have a preliminary convo mm. with my, um, with my interviewees and like, I, none of it, none mm. of it, none of this has been covered. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's, that's totally Take fine. your time. And uh, I would just say that I don't really, I'm still figuring out who I am. Um, sorry. It's okay. No, you're <laughs> I, good. I'm you're still good. figuring out who I am, um, even though I have a little bit more ground now. Um, but I am figuring out, like, what it means to be a person, <laughs> like an adult. A um, human. And, and to be... A musician and but not to completely lose yourself in that identity mm-hmm. um, because I'm so much more than that and I'm so much more than any label that which is warning label <laughs> but I am I am, hey! I am way more than any label that anyone has put on me or that I've put on myself before um, and so I'm still evolving into who I can be and I think that I'm always gonna be evolving into a better version of myself as you should as you should um, which I think is really just a good mindset to have because I don't like to stay um, stagnant I like to constantly try and better myself um, and then the product of that it shows up in my music as well I think Okay. How do you know? No, no, I like it. I like it. Um, I, I believe that we should always be seeking to grow because if you're yeah. not growing, you know, 
um, honestly, you're shrinking. You know, yeah. you get to a point where you think you know everything. And what this, what, what do they say? That once you get to the point where you think you know everything, you really know, shows how, much, how little you do know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when it comes to your identity, mm-hmm. um, I believe I've heard you, we've mm-hmm. talked about that your sexuality has been in, you know, part of that growing up when yeah. it came to being in the small town. Mm-hmm. Um, and can, let's talk about um, your mental health through that entire process and mm-hmm. how it changed. Like you said, like, you know, it was harder to be, you know, um, there as, yeah. you know, um, as someone who's gay, but it's, it, it's easier to be here. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's a different, there's, as you said, there's, dif- there's different flavors. There's, the, there's the jungle out here. There's yeah. less hospitality. Um, so let's talk about um, your mental health journey through also the sexuality journey. Cause that's a yeah. big piece. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, honestly, that is a huge part of, what drives my music as well because it's kind of my only outlet that I have um, to really be myself and be honest um, because I find that really hard to do um, especially going back home Um, but you know that's that's kind of just a part of who I am Um, especially growing up was difficult um but it was very like I didn't I didn't have to deal with that because nobody wanted to know like nobody cared like they did care but no one cared to like I don't even know what it is like no one cared to they not want to talk about it yeah like no one cared to um you know rip open the blinds and like you know actually let that in um, what does it mean to them for you to be gay? Yes. And so it's something that, you know, I'm constantly still trying to push for. Um, and that's a lot of what still drives me, Mm -hmm. um, because I'm constantly fighting for freedom, um, from like my mind, because Mm -hmm. I can't control how other people react to me but I can still control how I let that affect me um and so that's a huge thing that I have always tried to work on um and I realized that there's a lot that's been messed up um and so yeah I think that I'm just constantly trying to to um rewire myself um and you know just and let go of everything that I have experienced. Um, and it's really just a freeing experience um, to, to let all of that go. And I mean, I'm not letting it all go <laughs> because I, uh, I still hold on to things I don't realize I hold on to. Yeah. But the act of like trying to let it go is better than not. Oh yeah. I love that active to at least trying uh, yeah. to being aware <laughs> of what you're holding on to and being like, it's really hard yeah. to, to let that go, but you're trying and it's going to go at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's a journey that I have to go on as well with my, my family, um, which is hard sometimes to, which is a lot of what Roman holiday is about. Like it, 
like it's just yeah it's it hurts to, <laughs> to yeah. know yeah. um that I still have to have you know hard conversations and mm-hmm. you know get let myself get close to to people that have um not intentionally hurt me but have hurt me right so I'm trying to to let myself get close and let down the the walls that I've I've put up mm-hmm. around myself which is very hard because it, I am trying to practice gratitude and realize that my family is there for me um, and the people in my hometown are are rooting for me um, even if they don't support everything that I believe in you know we're gonna have differing views on things but they are still like gonna support me in the way that they can they can that isn't gonna compromise their beliefs it's almost as if we can be friends you know Mm -hmm. without agreeing and um i think in the in the political climate you know there can be a lot of you know triggering things you know when it comes to that but i think if you are not treading on literally someone's right to live Mm -hmm. you know and someone's right to you know your on someone else's you know american rights then you then 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 we can have a conversation if you're not like literally you know hating um yeah. if if you're willing to be open at least then um then we can have a conversation and you that's know? what's so hard is when they're your family when it's right. so yeah. close yeah. to you yeah. that is what makes it hard is like because they are still your family and it's hard to to separate that from like but in the end we are all just people like, yes, we have these titles and yes, we have like these kind of, I don't want to say made up conceptions of like, no, but no, it is, it, is, like, it is, it is, it is kind of like society conceptions of like, yeah, this is your mother, like this is your father. And it's like, right. I do understand that. But in the end, they are just people like we are just all adults now and we are going to have different views of things. So it's like separating your family from, you know, we're all just adults. Like we're all just people with differing opinions. Yeah. And it's all according to your opinion is according to your own Mm -hmm. experience, which is limited, right? Because you don't know what your, your, your mother's experience is. Like you can try to understand, but it's, you're not in her body, right? You're Mm -hmm. not in her consciousness. Like, you know, that's, it's different. It's different for all of us. Um, would you say that, a beautiful point, by the way, just got to, just got to snap to that. Um, would you say that, um, your family was a, you know, with, and, and your town, Mm -hmm. you know, and the beliefs surrounding that town, um, about you, did that make you feel, um, is that a moment in your life where you felt like your mind was made wrong? Uh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I, I felt that way before. Um, not just about like my identity, but I just, I never really fit in anywhere in that town. It was very hard, especially in my formative years of elementary and middle school, um, to, to make friends and to just like, I just never fit in anywhere. Like it was, it's so hard to explain, but I just didn't fit in with people at school, with, you know, with my family. Um, I just always felt like there was something more. Um, And I just had to get through 
high school and <laughs> I had to get out. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. I, I did feel that way a lot. Um, growing up, I felt that my mind was um, just so different and the way that I perceived the world. Um, it was it was more than just a small town, which was really hard for a lot of people to relate to because that's all that they knew was that small town. And that was their life and their bubble. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right. Um, in- it's just, it's different coming from, you know, being where I live. I mean, you know, the, the place I live, the town I live in isn't, you know, super big, but it's mm-hmm. still LA adjacent. Yeah. And so I, you know, to hear something from, um, for me, it's like, oh, well, some, sometimes I get scared that my best days are, you know, in high school, right? In college. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, I want to get the fuck out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really funny because I do, I did feel that way. Um, but now I think about it and I wish I could go back. Like, <laughs> it's so... The nostalgia. Yes. Like, I wish that I could relive my senior year of high school. There would be things that I would do uh, differently, but... Yeah, I just, I miss the, I just miss being in high school sometimes. Like, my friends, um, the schedule, like, I miss, like, football games, and I miss, I miss all the good things about high school. All the fun things. So, it's so weird that I was, like, I really wanted to get out, and I really wanted this freedom, and, and now I am, I'm in this spot where I'm, like, man, it would be nice to go back. But then I remember other things about, excuse me, high school. And I'm like, mm, no, never mind. I'm okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, don't want to talk to you. Don't want to talk to you. Oh, yeah. you were weird. Um, yeah, not that class. Um, not this entire culture of bullshit that doesn't allow you to be who you are. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. the uniforms, which have you went to private school, you know. I did. I actually went to a private school before I went to public school in high school. Um we didn't wear uniforms though. But oh, <laughs> that um in itself really was where I felt like my mind was made wrong. Really? Let's talk yes. about that. Because there was no real arts program there. Mm-hmm. At a, it was I had 17 kids in my class. Like, there were maybe 100 people in this school. Um, and so I was, I didn't have any outlet. Like, <laughs> I was learning math. I was learning science. I was learning language, like, English. But I wasn't learning music. And I wasn't learning art. Like, I wasn't, it was, the, uh, I think I was there for three years. I was eighth, ninth, and tenth. Um, which really set me back when I went to the public school because these kids, like my friends that were in the public school had been doing theater, you know, since middle school and had been in choir and dance. And I didn't get to do that. I was doing stuff outside. Like I was, I was in dance lessons and I was on a competitive team for two years so which was gymnastics and dance so like I was getting that outside but music nope nope (laughs) nope I was not I was not getting my fulfillment through that like 
at all. So that was really where I felt um, very isolated. And uh, it was definitely where, um, and it was a private Christian academy. So that's that same, another. <laughs> same. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they, there are certain things that uh, I don't necessarily agree with um, that they taught um, right. or yeah. things that they, because I did spend um, some time in the principal's office. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was very like, yeah, that was where I really felt like there was something wrong with me. And it's where um, that all kind of started, where I started hating myself. <laughs>